Welcome back to your favorite Zillennial podcast. I'm Shosh. And I'm Lynn. Today we are back. We are going to be doing something new to the pod. We're going to do like a little, I guess you could almost call it like a travel guide a little bit, but sure. Being the, the Seattleites that we are, well, ex-Seattleites and current <laughs> Seattleite, we thought it would just be fun to do a chill episode about our favorite spots and things to do in Seattle and just talk about, you know, why we love Seattle in general. Um, also, now that the world is opening back up, it might be fun to just give you guys some travel inspo and hopefully convince you that Seattle is a must visit place. So we just want to be Seattle's hype women. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's start mm-hmm. with our weekly recap. Oh God. Okay. Um, so I'm freaking out. If you can't tell from the tone of my voice, um, (laughs) (laughs) I am leaving at the end of this month to finally make the move to New York, which I have been talking about nonstop for a year, but like very heavily over the past month. Um, I finally got my shit in order and made the decision that I just like needed to book a ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, at this current moment on Thursday evening, my friend and I do not have an apartment. However, um, we're hopeful that it that it will pan out. We have some options right now, which is good. But I mm-hmm. am so excited, so freaked out, really sad, really emotional, really stressed, very confused, really excited. Like every emotion you can imagine I am feeling right now because this, I mean, this move is just like so layered Mm -hmm. uh, with like selling our home and um, my brother officially being moved out and my mom moving and not knowing where she's going to move yet. Um, And I mean, I was thinking about this like really in depth the other day and I was like most likely by the time I'm trying to come back to like be with family like literally my whole family could be in different states which is mm-hmm. really wild my brother wants to move my dad wants to move uh my mom's probably gonna stay in California but like that's just it's the end of an era and it's just really yeah to be in this transition phase in my life right now and I know it's very normal for my age group but it's really weird. Like, it's really like this is I will say this is like the thing that feels the most like I am entering my adult years, like mm-hmm. not graduating mm-hmm. college, not getting a job, not moving out on my own. It's like anything tying me to my childhood or my like teenage years is like concluding and not going to be a tangible thing anymore. So it it literally it feels very adult. It's very very weird but I'm also like so freaking excited like I'm Mm -hmm. like so hopeful this apartment that we applied for is gonna pan out I haven't sent you a video yet because I'm Mm -hmm. like so superstitious but you're gonna love it if we Uh I'll send Uh it to you but I purposely didn't ask because I knew you you wouldn't want to jinx it and I was like when she's ready to tell me she will and I'm so excited for whatever happens I'm not gonna a lot of layers. <laughs> a lot of layers. Yeah. No, I'm I haven't told anybody anything because I'm just like so spooked out. But um yeah, it it yeah, I'm like both of my best friends are gonna be there. I get to live on my own in New York for a little bit, which like mm-hmm. if you know me, I love to be by myself. So mm-hmm. I'm not even mad about being in an apartment by myself for the first month. So like that's awesome. Um and yeah, just like a new chapter and like getting to be in my own space, which, you know, as a 24 year old, you, you need. So, mm-hmm. um, also feels like it's so weird. I mean, that's how it is. Like you close one chapter, you're opening mm-hmm. another one at the same time. Like there's no like pause in between that. It, it's yeah. and open at the same time. And it's, it's very strange, but mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, well, I'm so excited for you. And I just can't wait to see it all unfold. And like, I feel like we've been waiting for this moment. So yeah, I'm just excited for you. So it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm going to be saving up. Now I have I know I can go and I'm ready. I'm ready to come to New York City and I'm ready to visit you and (laughs) see all that there is. Um, Let's see what's going on with me this week. It's been again just another very very chill week um I feel like we need to discuss the cruel summer finale because that was 
insane. Um, But really the only exciting thing that's happening to me this week is that my newly order, it's actually expected (laughs) to come this evening. And I talked about newly before, but I'm really excited. And I hope that this round is just as much of a success as the last one was. So I'll keep you posted on that. Follow me on TikTok because I'll do a haul. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most exciting part of my week. Um, But other than that, yeah, the cruel summer finale was wild. I feel like, I mean, I don't know the whole time. Also, yeah, I guess we should preface spoilers ahead. Yes. Oh, thank you. I fully like the entire episode thought that Jeanette was like innocent. I was like, oh, wow. She's actually like, I don't know. It felt too correct, if that makes sense. Like, mm. they had a way to place the blame on someone else. They had the unexpected person be the villain, who yeah. then they s- somehow, like, Kate forgave. Like, it concluded way too simple and easy with a little bow tie. And I was like, nothing about mm. this show has gone that way. There's no way they could end on this term. Mm. But, like, holy fuck. Like, it's so disturbing now. I'm like... It's so disturbing. I was yeah. also like, how are they going to have a season two if they wrap it up this way? So I, I did not expect that either. Uh-huh. But. Yeah, I feel like they did a good job of laying the ground for like a potential second season. But also I feel like even if they just like left it there, I feel like I would still be okay. Yeah, I would too. But I don't want them to because it's like know. such, they have such a good team like yeah. creating this And they show. have so much to work with. So yeah. We'll see. But I think the only thing that annoyed me was how quick to forgive Mallory she was. I was like, um, excuse me? (laughs) Well, I was like, okay, so all of a sudden we have, like, a total, like, change of plans here. And she's supposed to be the, like, antagonist. But then, like, literally five seconds later, she's forgiven. Yeah. So I was like, this isn't that scandalous. Mm -hmm. But I guess it makes sense because it, it, she really wasn't the antagonist. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I agree with you. It was weird that she forgave her so easily. And then they were like, I couldn't tell if that kiss at the end was like, like a really like friendly, happy kiss or like, like they were like into it. Yeah, me neither. I couldn't either. And I, yeah, I thought I was like, is this just like a spur of the moment? Like, oh, wow, you're just so happy and you feel so free and so liberated, you know, (laughs) or is this like, again, maybe, I mean, maybe the writers just kind of left it again. as just something to honestly work off of, give themselves an open door for if there is a second season. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe it's supposed to be kind of like, Mm -hmm. like a great, we don't know. Who knows? Interesting. I'm excited though. If they do, I I mean, we don't know if they do a season two, but like you said, even if they didn't, I would be, I would be happy. I think that they wrapped it up really well. We also need to recap batch this week. What are your thoughts? Lay it all out there. Um, the whole episode made me wildly uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. the first of all, putting this okay, all for the conversation around being sex positive, but putting this much attention on it is almost doing like the reverse. Like, it's mm-hmm. almost like making her too much about sex, and she's like a person who enjoys other aspects of life. And now they're putting so much emphasis on it. It feels very disingenuine. It's very uncomfortable. It's like very, Mm -hmm. like, it's putting her too much of a box when Mm -hmm. like she's a human, she's far more complicated than that. Um, So the whole first date being like, how to prove you're like the best lover. I was like, this is super uncomfortable. And like the guy who's like saving himself, like that whole experience while he nailed it in the end. And I thought it went beautiful. And I love how the show handled it. It was painfully uncomfortable in the moment. And I'm like, why? I get this. This is a relationship and I get that it's important, but like, why are we putting so much emphasis on this conversation Mm -hmm. right now? And then the, the mud fight, sorry, I'm just going off right now, but like you go, the mud fighting day, I was like, how did we not learn from the dates that happened in the past two seasons that got so much backlash? Like we have evolved passing men fight men in limited clothes. Like this is mm-hmm. so, we would never make women do this. So like, why mm-hmm. are we making men do this? This is not helping anybody at this point. Like how were they, have they not gotten more creative with these dates? It was uncomfortable to watch, especially the one between the two guys that were like, I don't know mm-hmm. anybody I don't like people watching people fight other people like the the whole violent like macho man testosterone thing is so weird like the what's his name um the really cute Asian guy 
John. John loved how he handled it. He was like, mm-hmm. this is not my vibe. I'm going to show up because I'm here and do the bare minimum. <laughs> and I really appreciated yeah. it. And kind of just like owned who he was. And I was like, how? Everything about it was weird. Greg's date was fucking weird. And I know I'm, it sounds weird. Usually I'm all for like vulnerability and authenticity with like these dates. And like they had a whole conversation around losing, you know, their dads. But it felt really disingenuine and it felt so weird the way it was cut. Like, why did he not mention at any point in their mm-hmm. day date that his dad had passed two years ago? Mm-hmm. It was so weird. Like, everything. And I told you this, but like, they're connecting in trauma and mm-hmm. in loss. And that's no other contestant will be able to co- compete with that. Like, no. he's automatically at the top. Like, literally no other contestant will be able mm-hmm. to compete with you connecting in a traumatic experience. Yeah. So, which can be good. Maybe they're, like, meant to be. And other, I think it's also going to blind her a little bit. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just super uncomfy. I also was really bored, to be quite honest. I was, yeah. like, literally, I was just, like, scrolling on my phone while I was watching. Which, like, I know for me, I'm, like, that's a sign that I am not engaged. Yeah. But I was trying really hard because, as we said last week, like, I really like Katie and I want this season to be successful for her. Um, yeah I agree I think they definitely are overcompensating and it really irks me how they're just like latching on to this idea of her being like super sex positive and like it's like they've pretty much painted that to be her only like personality trait. yes yes and it's just really annoying because it's like she's a person who like likes other things but if you just place so much focus on this it's just like it overshadows everything else. And I just think it's annoying. And I think it's just like a little bit out of touch. Like, are you it's, so worried yes. that there's going to, there's not going to be anything else under there to, to make your season enjoyable? Yeah. I don't know. It just seems super weird to me. Um, yeah, I agree about the mud. I'm just like, come on, can we just not do that anymore? Um, I also am skeptical of Greg. I just think he's really annoying. Also, I would like to say I agree. I don't know why they cut it that way and why it seemed like he literally had nothing to share, even aside from the trauma. It seemed like he had nothing to share. He was really weird part. about it. Yeah. And he did. And he didn't even say anything to her all day. Like she I was the one I'm talking. I was like, do you even like her? Like, do you even want to be here? They kept or- being like, we're so comfortable with each other right off the bat. And I'm like, your demeanor is very uncomfortable. Yeah, your demeanor would say otherwise. Yeah. I was like, no, no, no. So I don't know. But I totally agree. It's like, if this is what they're going to bond over, and that's totally fine. Yeah. It's just kind of like it, it. It's like game I don't over know. for everybody yeah. else. Yeah. And, and just blinding to what they might actually be like in real life together. I don't know. It just seems very yeah. weird. Um, but yeah, I don't feel really connected to any of the guys. And I feel like usually even by now I'm like, Ooh, like, I feel like they're a standout. Ooh, I think that'll be good. Or not even that I see them as a standout, but that I like, like, and enjoy watching. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, there's a bunch of guys on there that are like, a 1000% my type so I'm like loving that aspect of it but like she doesn't like any of the guys I like and I know all of the guys I like are gonna get sent home so I'm like cool like whatever um on the note of like bachelor nation did you see that like literally half the it seemed like half of the cast of bachelor in paradise like quit like all of like they quit all of the big names backed out. Maddie Pruitt, Connor Saley, Kelly Flanagan. Oh. Um, what's his name? Like the really bougie guy from Harvard last year backed oh, Bennett. out. Bennett backed out. Um, Victoria backed out. Um, like literally everyone. All of like the really big names backed out. The only one that I know that's still like bit. I don't know who the whole cast was in general mm-hmm. to begin with, but I know that... Um, the evil chick the uh other victoria the queen victoria uh, yeah 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 still going which like i don't care to watch her um but yeah like a bunch of and i don't that's think any so of the disappointing girls, i don't think a lot of the girls from last season are going i don't i don't remember though but i think they're all in like fucking relationships so who knows but yeah i'm like okay what are we gonna watch yeah. Also, that's just really disappointing because I love Bachelor in Paradise. I know. I was like, that would have been so messy. Oh, Hannah Ann's not going. Like the 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 messy people that I want to see stir up shit are not going to be there. And Bachelor in Paradise is so much less serious and like mm-hmm. far more comfortable for me emotionally to watch. So I'm like really bummed that like the drama folks aren't going to be there. But yeah, we'll see. 
It's okay. They're still going to find a way to stir up drama. Anywho, on to why we're here today. Um, so super quickly, Lynn and I are just going to give you like a really brief rundown of like why we even give a shit about Seattle and like how we are, like what brought us to Seattle. Um, cause neither of us are from there or even really close to it. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll just quickly go through my, my backstory. Um, so I went to school, like I went to college with like a bunch of people who are from Washington. Um, the most popular state of like students that come to Chapman other than California um is Washington which is so wild so I mean I get it like you're in like the northwest and you want sun and you Mm -hmm. keep getting the sunny beachy southern California you're not you're getting residential orange California but anywho um so I went to school with a lot of people who are from Washington specifically Seattle and so it had always been like talked about a lot for four years and then I had, when I was like getting ready to graduate and thinking about what my next step was, I had a really, really strong urge to leave the state. I was like, I, I don't know what came over me because I'm not an adventurous person, but I was like, I need to move somewhere outside of California. I lived, I have lived in California my whole life. If I don't do it right out of college, I'll never do it. Um, Seattle, like I just felt for no for an inexplicable reason, I was like, Seattle's where I need to be. See, I felt mm-hmm. so drawn to it. Um, and so I only applied to jobs in Seattle, New York, and like a few other like in between like big cities, um, but mostly in Seattle. And the job I landed at WeWork was in Seattle. And I was like, it's meant to be. I'm going to go. And I moved there like a few weeks right out of college. And I that's what brought me into Seattle. I had never been there before, never stepped foot in the state of Washington. And I still remember the day I like drove into Seattle and just like saw like this, like the downtown Seattle for the first time. And I just like, it gives me like, like butterflies thinking Mm -hmm. about it. Like I was so excited and happy in that moment. And I just like, I had that feeling about Seattle the whole time I was there and like Mm -hmm. would move back there in a heartbeat. Oh, that's so sweet and so validating and just like so wholesome. I'm imagining you <laughs> driving into Seattle. I have a video of it. I'll have to find it and send it to you. It's so wholesome. <laughs> wow. I love it. I love it. So for me, I used to go to Seattle with my dad when he had like one of the places he worked. Um, his office was in Seattle. So he would travel here a bunch and I would go with him and visit, um, which is kind of what introduced me to Washington. And then I ended up going to college, as I've said before on the pod, um, but in Tacoma, which is not Seattle by any means. It's like 45 minutes away from Seattle and is completely different um but I went to college it's kind of evolving though I would say it's like kind of up and coming at this point oh yeah it totally is it's it's funny because the entire (laughs) yeah but the entire time I was there I feel like even people in Tacoma would say like wow Tacoma has evolved so much you don't even know what Tacoma's like and I'm like okay well I don't and that's okay but yeah so then after graduation I decided to move to downtown Seattle so I could live that city life and I'm still here and I still love it so so much I just think it's funny because when I look back on it I don't think that Washington was ever a place that I was gonna go I didn't like I never had that feeling of being just like compelled to go to Washington (laughs) I was like if anything I felt compelled to go to California and um I don't know. So it's kind of crazy that like, this is where I ended up. Um, but it, I, I really am a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And now that I'm here, like I never want to leave and I can't even imagine like living in California. So it all works out. Everything happens for a reason. And now I finally get to live in like downtown Seattle and like it's actually downtown and Seattle. I love it. And I feel like I'm living my best life. So it's great. And that's where we're on, where we are now. <laughs> <laughs> Now that you know our backstory of Seattle, we are going to talk about observations we have of Seattle, not being Washington natives, but Mm -hmm. I mean, you, okay. So you've been in Seattle for what is this? Seven years now? Eight years? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's all. That's seven years. Wow. Okay. That's wild. That's wild. Because it really doesn't feel that long at all. No, I believe. Well, also because you were in Tacoma for four of those years, true, true. which can feel very different than Seattle. Mm -hmm. So you've had that break, but just like in the state of Washington for seven years, that's wild. 
Um, and I was there for a year and a half. So we're just going to run through some observations that we have. Um, and then we'll talk about the Seattle stereotypes. We'll debunk a bunch of them or we'll tell mm-hmm. you if they're true. Yes. Um, and then we're just going to break down like all the, our guide, just like our, our guide of Seattle, everything you need to know. Yeah. We'll walk you through it. Um, I just want to preface this that like, this is just me and Lynn's experience and like mm-hmm. not everybody's. And I know there's people who are going to definitely disagree with whatever you and I say, which is mm-hmm. totally valid. Like it's everyone's experience at in Seattle is unique to them. But like, I had a lot of people with a lot of opinions telling me a lot of stuff about Seattle that I do not feel like is true. So yeah, yeah. I feel like I need to do my part. Uh-huh. <laughs> <debunking> <laughs> <things>. Um, <laughs> Okay, so my first observation when I first moved to Seattle, well, okay, so I'm coming from California and specifically coming from Orange County. I was coming directly from Orange County, um, where like we literally wore like like heels and like mm-hmm. dresses and skirts and like glittery tops to bars, like very dressed up. N- People like really don't dress up in Seattle. Um, I think that's changing a little bit now with like the age of TikTok and stuff. I think people have more access to style inspiration. But from my perspective, like when I showed up on day one at, at we or at WeWork, you and I were like considered dressed up, even though we were mm-hmm. in like just a put together outfit with like tennis shoes and like cute pants. Like yes. that yes. was we looked dressed up though compared to other people. Like literally no one dresses up it's Mm -hmm. well also I would like to say yes can confirm also I think that like Seattle way or Washington way of dressing up is different than somewhere else's way of dressing up true so even if it is like dressed up for Seattle it would still feel like dressed down if you went to LA you know what I mean yes 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 like so it's weird because I feel like for me I've always struggled with like and it shouldn't matter like I shouldn't care what other other people think but I'm a human you know and like I want to fit in sometimes (laughs) so like I'll literally think about you know like I have an outfit or something that I really want to wear but I think about how it's like it doesn't like it's just a different kind of style or a different kind it's like too much and I'm like oh and obviously you you should wear whatever you want you can wear whatever you want and I feel like I've actually gotten a lot better about that and just being like fuck it I'm gonna wear what I want to wear and feel fabulous but especially in college and it was like not a thing to dress up so people are not very true yeah there's not a huge sense of fashion in Seattle people are just very casual yeah. Like, and that's not a bad thing. I think no, just not for, at all. for like Shosh and I, who are people who like love to shop, yes. who love to get dressed up, who like to do our makeup and our hair, it like. Uh, yeah, especially coming from California yeah. for me, where like my whole life I grew up with like a, a standard of like how yeah. you're supposed to dress up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I, okay. So this next one, I noticed immediately when I got to Seattle with like in the first 24 hours that I was in Seattle, mm-hmm. um, no one says hi to you when you're walking past them on a street. And I'm not talking about like, if you're walking downtown, it's a busy street. Like, yeah, no one says hi to each other. I'm talking like if you're in a residential area and it's just like you and another person walking past each other, like they don't look at you. They don't smile at you. They don't say hi. And they don't wave. Like it's as mm-hmm. if you are not there. And I have a very distinct memory of me and my mom walking out of my apartment in like down the like turning the corner down the street and there was another person walking past us and I had kind of heard about this this Mm -hmm. um thing this being a thing in Seattle it's very much not a thing at least in my area of northern California everybody's very Mm -hmm. friendly with each other um and my mom said hi and the person like didn't even it didn't have airpods in didn't have headphones (gasps) nothing didn't even acknowledge her like didn't even like glance at her anything and um I looked at my mom and I was like mom like people don't do that here like they're gonna think you're like a crazy person or whatever and so I literally never say hi I, after that moment I was like okay I've got the message like people don't say hi to each other do not acknowledge each other um I mean the, even though Seattle is small the city roughens you for sure like mm-hmm. I have to have a little bit of like a, like a rough exterior on when you're moving in in that environment, but mm-hmm. yeah, people do not say hi as you're walking past. Yeah, I feel hard. like it's something that I've never noticed, and I wonder if it's just because I've never like gone out of my own way to like 
like not acknowledge someone, but like go out of my way to be like, hi, like just in passing, you know? And now I'm like thinking about I it. do that when I'm here, when I'm on walks, it's always like a little wave or a smile mm-hmm. or like head nod. And when we had our masks yeah. on, like that's very much uh-huh. a, a California thing, I think in general, but very much a Northern California yeah. thing. So maybe it's not a New Mexico thing. Maybe that's why you were like, oh, this was. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely weird. not a New Mexico thing. So that probably makes sense why yeah. it didn't stand out to you. It was yeah. very apparent to me. <laughs> You're like, ah! Yeah. Um, also, everyone use, uses backpacks here. Um, and I had also heard about this before moving to Seattle. So I, like, bought a backpack because I wanted to, like, mm-hmm. fit in. I didn't want to stand out. But, like, everyone that I went to college with, well, I would say probably, like, 70% of the people I went to college with, at least the girls, were, like, totes. Mm-hmm. Like, that was very normal. Um I, if you're, I will say if you're commuting, 80% Mm -hmm. of the people are wearing backpacks, which is like a very, I don't know what, I don't know that that's like a thing in New York. I think it's actually Uh very specific to Seattle. Yeah. So I don't know. I liked it though. I loved having a backpack. That was so functional. It's very functional. I have, I have two things to say about backpacks. One, I remember when I like decided that I was going to UPS, one of the first things, there were two things I was like, I have to buy. Well, actually three aside from a raincoat. Well, the raincoat was one of them. The other two things were a pair of Hunter rain boots. I have since realized that no one wears rain boots except for the people who are in college. When you graduate, (laughs) I don't think I reached for my Hunter boots once. I don't even have them anymore because I just don't even wear them anymore. But I spent probably like days picking out which North Face backpack I was going to get to fit in. (laughs) Um, And I ended up going with one that had like neon or not neon, um, like teal, like threading on the front. And like a little purple North Face logo. Cute. But I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know how I knew, but I was like, I, I have to get a backpack. Yeah. I mean, aside from like being in college, but I mean, it's like you said, like I'm sure people at Chapman, they had like their totes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to walk around UPS with a tote. Yeah. God would forbid. Um, and then my second thing about backpacks is I remember when I first met you, I remember thinking that you had the cutest backpack <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I showed up to WeWork on the first day with a tote. Oh, I, had I my don't little, remember. I had my little, um, like Madewell one, my black Madewell one. Mm. And then I noticed too around, I was like, damn, everyone has these like cool, like laptop <laughs> backpacks. So I think probably like within our first week, I remember this probably was one of our first conversations about, um, should I buy this? Should I not again, a bonding moment, but I was trying to yes. pick out which backpack to order. I remember, yeah. And I asked you if I should get a black one or a yellow one. Yeah. And I got a yellow one and I still it have cute. it. It was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. So backpacks are absolutely a thing. <laughs> I, my gosh, that's so funny. I remember that now. I, I, I did make a point of trying to find the most fashionable backpack I could. Yes. So I still, I still like found one that was true to myself. Like I, I didn't go the North face route for, for my job. I was like, I can't like, I'm just, I'm not that girl. Like uh-huh. I, I had, oh, I still have a North face. Like I yeah. had that in high school, but I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm just not that girl. Leveling I wore up. like, high-heeled booties to work a few times the looks I got from people were so like shook and I was like Mm -hmm. you guys this is like normal everywhere else like this is just unique to Seattle but yeah yeah that's so funny and you're right about the rain boots people don't wear rain boots here or at least not like hunter boots and and similar to that no one uses an umbrella yes oh my god I forgot about that that's like not a thing not (laughs) I, you will get bullied if you, if you use an umbrella, I swear. You know what's funny? That was a thing in my high school too. No one used an umbrella in my high school. Really? It's like so embarrassing if you showed up to school with an umbrella, which like it rains a good amount in like the winter here, but uh-huh. yeah, no umbrellas, absolutely no umbrellas. Um, obviously like wasn't a problem when I was in school in Southern California, but, um, yeah, I I do. Seattle is very very weird about the umbrella thing yeah. for sure. It's, it's a, just it's a you and your raincoat. Way. You and your yeah. raincoat, and yeah, it's really I'm, it's really not that bad as long as you have a raincoat. But that's the thing, you invest in a good raincoat. Yeah, rest functionally for the weather. You're fucking good. You don't even need to wear rain boots. Just get waterproof shoes, like waterproof mm-hmm. booties or something. Yeah, yeah, it's all doable. Oh, I miss Seattle. Thinking about this, it made me emotional. Oh, I found Seattle to be a lot more navigable that's a word right 
navigable. navigable? Nav- like, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Easy to I navigate. think so. It's not navigatable, right? I don't know. <laughs> okay, We're well, just going to go with navigable. <laughs> Why does that sound so... I mean, it's, it, like, spell check didn't correct it. I guess. Whatever. Easy to navigate. Um, I'm super directionally challenged, and we'll talk about transportation stuff, but, like, I found it really easy to get my bearings fairly quickly and get mm-hmm. around town and l- understand the layout of Seattle fairly quickly. I mean, Seattle's really small, so there's yeah. that, but, like... It's a really good starter city for people and a really good like foundation mm-hmm. if you want to move to a bigger city. But for someone like me who's like anxious and very challenged when it comes to directions, like I was able to figure it out pretty well. So that's actually one of the things that like I love about Seattle is that like it is a city, but because it is smaller, you can still kind of like get away from it and you don't get like that huge overwhelming feeling yeah. of being in like a super large city. So I feel like for me, that's one of like the personal reasons that I enjoy Seattle because I feel like I get to still experience all the city things, but I'm not overwhelmed by it 24 seven. Shall we move on to stereotypes? Yeah. Okay. The Seattle freeze. Had you heard about this from anybody when you were moving to Tacoma? No, I don't think I heard of the Seattle freeze until I heard of it from you when you moved here. Okay. It's a big thing everywhere else. Like every, uh-huh. I would say anyone who's considering moving to Seattle has heard about the Seattle fr- freeze. And basically, from my understanding, the Seattle freeze is like people are just like not very friendly, not very willing to make friends or like be inclusive and invite you to places or like be outwardly kind. Like they're not going to go out of their way to be super kind to you or like what, like people don't want to make new friends. They want to stay in their bubble and in their circle. Um, I mean, I got really lucky meeting you and getting to like build my social circle around you, but I, I don't know that that's super true. Like my friend Kelsey moved to Seattle and I will say within like, um, a month she had like a whole group of friends and now Mm. she has like a massive social life there. And she's been there for probably just a year at this point. Um, and she met these friends during COVID too. So it's like very possible i think seattle is like built of so many transplants at this point like especially Mm -hmm. at this point in like 2021 like the population is so full of transplants and not natives people are bringing their different energy and it's actually a lot easier to make friends than i think the seattle freeze stereotype makes it out to be i think that you can find ways to like and i mean i think a lot of this kind of also goes to like how willing you are to put yourself out there But if you're willing to put yourself out there and you're willing to like go to things, you're willing to just like blindly reach out to people, I think that you can make friends. Like you're going to be okay. And like for me, I know I was talking a few weeks ago about like being lonely and I'm like really trying to put myself out there and like really trying to make friends. And so far it's been good. Like obviously it's hard to make small talk all the time, but it's, but there's no one who's like, I don't want to give you the time of day. I don't want to even like go do this with you kind of thing. Like everyone is friendly when you like make yourself available to like receive that. So I agree. I think it's not. And I, I also do agree that I think a lot of it is there are so many transplants at this point. And like, especially like in our age group, yeah, like those are the people that were people want to and meeting we're all trying to make friends so Mm -hmm. um another seattle stereotype which has probably been emphasized in every movie about seattle ever yeah twilight included um (laughs) but is that it's just rainy and cloudy and gross all the time and while it is it's also not like there is yeah. nothing like a Seattle summer. Like yeah. it is the most beautiful thing ever. It's hot, but not too hot. And it's just like amazing because you're surrounded by water and there's, it's just perfect. It's so heaven yes, on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You get the rainy and you get the cloudy, but like you said, you just put on your rain jacket and you like deal with it and you're fine. You know? <laughs> I, like, really did not find it to be that invasive. Like, you can have a social life and go do fun things. When the rain is so normal, you adjust to it really fast. Mm -hmm. And the amount of snow you get, I mean, there's always the exception. Every year, There's there can be an exception to the rule. You don't know. But I will say the year that I was there, the snow was so manageable. And, like, I'm a California girl. Like, Mm -hmm. Like, I've seen snow twice in my life. And... (laughs) 
And I mean, it was like maybe three inches of snow. So from my experience in the year that I was there, the snow, the cold, the winter, the rain, everything is like super doable. I don't think you should let, if that is what's keeping you from moving to Seattle or like doing, visiting Seattle, like don't listen to it because I will say the good you get with Seattle so heavily outweighs the rain and the cloudiness that I mean, like those days when the sun is out and it's clear blue skies, even in like the fall crisp days, it's it it like unbeatable. And it like mm-hmm. the views, like Seattle is just so freaking gorgeous because of that rain. It's just absolutely stunning. When you get those moments of clear skies or warm, sunny um, summer days, it literally feels like heaven on earth and you cherish them so heavily. Like mm-hmm. I was so spoiled growing up in um, in California, I didn't give a shit about the sun. It was like one cloudy day and I thought the world was ending, but like yeah. I have a lot yeah. more cloudy days in Seattle. The sunny days feel so much more important to get out there. And any day the sun is out in Seattle and it's above like 55 degrees, the whole city is out, which is like fun. Like it's cute mm-hmm. that like everybody feels it's like yes. a collective, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the third Seattle stereotype, which I think came to feel very true when I was there and has significantly <laughs> grown since the time I left is um, the world of Amazon, Seattle mm-hmm. being Amazon land, tech bros left and right. And you wrote Microsoft. Yeah. It yeah. is the world of tech in Seattle. That is not a lie. <laughs> that is all. very true. true. And I mean, yeah. I don't know a lot about dating in Seattle, obviously, <laughs> but <laughs> From what I've heard from my friends, and I feel like shows you could validate this, I feel like most of the guys that you run into are like tech, yes, engineer guys, yes. which is a certain <laughs> type of person, and that's fine. It's just something to note. Yeah, I will say that it does definitely does affecting does affect the dating life there. Um, it's so funny too because I feel like they're like generally girls. The minute we hear you're from Amazon, immediately you are written off. Immediately you are written off. So because there's such an ego with the guys that work at Amazon. And I mean, you and I both like had our own experiences through our work at WeWork interacting with Amazon as a company. So like Mm -hmm. I had been around entire buildings filled with Amazon people. And I hate stereotypes, but I just got to say, like, sometimes they're there for a reason and the tech bros, especially the Amazon ones, are just a different breed of human. Like, they are, it's a lot, and they are everywhere. But, I mean, it's not its not any reason not to move to Seattle, but it's just, like, it is, and it's growing even more. Like, it, it's not going to stop being the world of tech. So, um, I mean, it's cool. I mean, the Amazon spheres are beautiful, and it, it's mm-hmm. making the city booming, and it's up, you know, the whole space is getting there's a lot more cash flow through the city, but at the same time, it's changing the culture and the style and the vibe of Seattle very heavily. So I think a lot of people who've been in Seattle for probably the last decade feel very, a lot of animosity towards the tech land um, because it is changing the landscape of Seattle so much, which is completely understandable. And like, I'm watching that happen to where I live, like in my hometown right now. And it's like sad, Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's a little bit inevitable too, but yeah, it is making Seattle as a whole a lot more expensive. So that's the trade-off. That is true. That is true. I know. I feel like, um, I remember when we were looking for apartments and stuff, literally the people at the apartments would be like, oh, you need to like sign a lease now, or you need to start looking now because Amazon is going through a hiring like, um, Stop. cycle and prices are going to skyrocket. So that was like something that we had to take into consideration when we were looking for apartments. And I was like, holy crap, I can't believe that's that's even a thing. So yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. And I agree that I think it's definitely evolving to be even like more techie than it was before. Cause like Microsoft has always been here, but Microsoft itself and like the Microsoft offices, they're all on like the East side. So they're not Mm -hmm. like directly downtown Seattle. So I feel like there was still like a little bit more of like a separation of it and then now with cool. amazon it's just like bam we're here we're yeah, in the center of over. everything yeah for sure so there's like a general idea of like the Se- world of seattle's like very 
hippie land or like um super liberal mm-hmm. I don't even know how to describe it like um I feel like most people and I feel like most people includes the people who live in Seattle I would feel I feel like they kind of describe it as just like very granola very yes, that's like, the word I'm thinking of. um just like laid back and you know I don't I don't know what like the best way to describe granola is. is the perfect way to describe yeah it. yeah I found that to be true, but kind of evolving outside of that. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, Seattle pulls people like me who were the furthest thing from granola. And you have all the tech people who are also the furthest thing from granola. So it is a really interesting mix of people, like a very, Mm -hmm. very interesting mix of people. And I think it's changing really, really fast. But yeah, I mean, because you're surrounded by so much beautiful land that is so like, I mean, you have like the city life and like the neighborhoods and stuff Mm -hmm. immediately outside of that is like forest. So Mm -hmm. it's like you do have a lot of people coming in and out of Seattle, going to other parts of Washington, the more rural parts. So um, I think it's a pretty fun mix of people. I don't know that it's like super, super hippy dippy granola land anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't I think we've kind of moved, like it's evolved past that a little bit, especially. Yeah. Trans- mm-hmm. I remember when I was again, looking to go to college in Tacoma, I, that was like something that I thought about and I was like, oh gosh, like I need to buy myself some Birkenstocks ASAP. Um, and I did. And obviously yeah. to this day, I still love my Birkenstocks, yeah. but I do agree that there is a very certain kind of person that is that granola person that you do find in Washington and like Washington only, but like Shosha said, yes, there's so many different people at this point. There's so many different transplants. It's not like everyone is like that. Yeah. And you kind of like adapt to it too. I feel like when you get here, like it you is kind refreshing. Of yeah. Like incorporate like parts of it into your own life. And I don't know, but I don't think it's like the only kind of person. And I don't think everyone is like that. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Uh-huh. Um, and then quickly, I'll just wrap it up with um, the coffee obsession is a hundred percent true yes seattleites value the value they put in coffee is insane like mm-hmm. my love for coffee grew exponentially being in seattle but like the hype is real the coffee here is unbeatable it's so good and it's really i think in my opinion it's really well priced given mm-hmm. like the high quality totally. coffee you're getting um I mean, it's the land of Starbucks, but you can go to a Starbucks or you can go mm-hmm. to like really fun, cute, like local coffee shops as well. Yeah. And people are insane about their coffee here. Insane. I feel like I people love- almost sometimes like, I feel like they're almost like snobs about oh, yeah. Starbucks. Like yeah. they're like, Ooh, I don't want Starbucks. That's too basic. Or like, that's not like art- artistic or what's the word? Like artisanal. Is that yeah, the word? Yeah, where they're like, it's not art- artisanal enough. And it's like, I mean, I'm the first person to admit I love Starbucks. There's nothing like a consistent drink. And yeah. there, are, there are some drinks at Starbucks like you just can't get elsewhere. I mean, I do appreciate like the art and the passion for coffee, but I've never been like a, a very strong coffee drinker to begin with. So maybe I just don't understand like passion <laughs> behind it, but it is very real. And I have definitely felt judged before <laughs> for going to Starbucks and being like, I just want a cold brew from Starbucks. But it's so stupid too, because Starbucks literally started in Seattle. I know. The original Starbucks is in Seattle. So yeah, people are very snobby about coffee there, but you can just tune it out because there's Starbucks yeah everywhere oh like, my gosh yes every, every corner maybe two on one on one street mm-hmm. let's talk logistics yes let's talk logistics we'll we'll this is boring so we'll move this through this we'll we'll breeze through this snappy <laughs> airport wonderful i will say this is this sounds so strange but like i'm telling you as you get older these things become more and more valuable in your life having a very easy accessible smooth airport to move to fly in and out of is heavenly like mm-hmm. so such a privilege there's a the link light rail the light rail yeah light uh-huh. rail, literally takes you to and from wherever you need to go you don't have to have a friend come pick mm-hmm. you up it's amazing it's a really easy airport to get out in and out of it flies all over the place yeah, so it's technically like in between seattle and tacoma that makes sense yeah yeah but it's also just like very clean I yes. feel like, and it's yep. also, it's Good just size. like a beautiful airport. Yeah. Um, and also the light rail is really clean too. So I appreciate that. 
Yes, it is. It's literally like they need to, when they expand that light rail across Mm -hmm. the whole city, it's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. You should move to Seattle before that happens because you will never be able to find housing there again because that light rail (laughs) is so well made, so well done, so clean, so easy. It's a godsend. Like I would die if that's what they had in, in New York, but buses. Um, so like you never took buses any to any of your jobs, but I pretty mm-hmm. much exclusively took my yeah. bus to the job. So that's a pretty good example of like, depending on where you work in your budget, you can do either. Buses, mm-hmm. very ex- accessible, not weird to take buses. Like I feel like in California, it's like, like not normal to take buses and people are not very accessible and it, mm-hmm. it's kind of frowned upon a little bit in a very judgmental way in Seattle it's like very very normal you're on mm-hmm. buses with commuters like you're not and even on the weekends you're on there with like a mix of people on the buses it's very normal to take the bus it will take you to a lot of places they have a really good system for the bus system in Seattle mm-hmm. fairly reliable um but you can also drive like you mm-hmm. like it's a very drivable city I've definitely benefited from having a car but I also don't think it's necessary but I also think it's really nice to have a car in Seattle yeah yeah I agree I don't think it's necessary I think it also kind of depends on where you live totally like as long as you live in one of the main neighborhoods which we'll talk about in a bit I feel like you can totally get away with just just taking the bus although yeah I think it is a nice comfort to have a car um and I've always had a car and i drive pretty much everywhere. Um, but I will say the times that I have taken the bus, I do have my own Orca card. Um, it is so accessible and it's amazing. So, and as someone who gets like anxiety about having to like plan out where I'm going to go, it's great. And it's, it's fantastic. So yeah, if I can do it, if Lynn can do it, (laughs) literally anybody could take the bus if they like, holy shit, we, we are great examples of if we can do it, you can do it. Yes. Um, Um, and there also is the ferry, which you can get like mm -hmm. from multiple access points. I've only taken it a few times, but super accessible, a nice, just kind of like fun way to change things up. And yeah, it's great. There's a lot of people who take the ferry, literally Mm -hmm. commute on the ferry in their car into Seattle. So it's very normal. Like there's a million ways to travel around Seattle. It's very, you got the Ubers, Mm-hmm. You have everything like there's I mean what is that like literally five different ways you can move around Seattle and it's relatively small so like it's it's yeah. doable for sure and for also on the driving note I have like extreme driving anxiety and I was in general it is very it, it is fairly easy to like drive it's not like driving in San Francisco where you're going yeah. up literally like straight hills like <laughs> you, there are hills that are a little bit wild but like for the most part it is a fairly drivable easy easy to drive around that area. Um, So as far as neighborhoods go, I have a list of all the ones that I think are the most relevant, at least for people our age, but definitely Ballard. Shosh lived in Ballard. I lived like right across the way in Inner Bay, which I technically consider Ballard because it's so close and that's where I spent all my time anyways. Um, Cap Hill, First Hill. I live in First Hill now. I feel like it's super happening. You can literally walk everywhere. Honestly, I feel like since we moved to first Hill, I don't drive anywhere unless I'm going like specifically I mean, to another neighborhood. Yeah. But if, it, if I'm going grocery shopping, if I'm going to dinner, like I don't drive anywhere at this point. Cap Hill is the city. Like if you, yeah. the, Ballard is very resident, like not residential, but it's very neighborhoody, like yeah. very like look cute downtown, cute shopping area, fairly small, good apartments, but also like residential homes mixed in there, a mix of like younger, fun people and also families. Cap Hill and First Hill is like you're in the city life from yeah. what, my understanding. It's a lot more hustle bustle, fun, very much younger crowd, pretty much all apartments in yeah. the general sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like you, I, I, Feel like you probably wouldn't have to drive that much in that area it's yeah. a very different vibe yeah. than it's the- it's honestly like such a pain to like have to like to drive yeah. in that area at this point I'm just like I don't I'd rather just like walk the 15 minutes than try to yeah. like find parking later and yeah it gives me very um, San Francisco vibes which I don't have you been to San Francisco mm-hmm. okay so I feel like it yeah. gives me very like you don't drive in San Francisco unless for whatever yeah. reason you're bougie and you need to or you're a visitor <laughs> but like it's so inconvenient yeah. And also like Cap Hill's kind of wild and so is San Francisco. So I right. would I would equate them. Cap Hill's way better though, in my opinion. I love Cap Hill. Superior. 
Um, another great neighborhood is Fremont. I feel like I actually recently started spending more time in Fremont than I ever have before. Um, but it's super cute. I'd say it's more similar to Ballard. It's also close to Ballard and it's kind of, mm, I think it definitely is more neighborhoody, but there's again, a lot definitely. of really great shops and restaurants and just like a nice main area you can walk along. And that itself is really close to gas work. So we can talk about that in a bit, but Fremont is definitely a very unique mix of things. Similar, yeah. You're right. It is very similar to Ballard because it's like really good nightlife, like really yeah. fun bars to go around, then very casual bars and then also apartments and then also like residential. It's uh-huh. a very, yeah. It's it doesn't feel like as compact as Ballard. Yeah. I will say, I think Fremont's a little bit like hippier than like, yeah. Yeah, like hipster than yeah. Ballard. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Um, and then there's Wallingford. I haven't spent much time there. That's very like, I mean, I kind of honestly equate Wallingford to Fremont. Same. I was going to say, um, but they do have a lot of really cute stuff going on. I just haven't explored it as much, but I know a bunch of people who do live there and who love living in Wallingford. So just some food for thought. Um, I did also want to mention Georgetown. I don't know. Did you ever go to Georgetown when you lived here? Is that a neighborhood? Yeah, it's well, it's it's like more south. It's I've you, literally never even heard of it. I did pretty great. The university. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's I've only been there a few times, but the few times that I have been there, it's super cute and it's super quaint. Um, they have some great breweries. Um, and also if you like to go take photos and stuff, when I I one of the times that I went 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 there was when I was like still really in my prime and getting like professional professional photos taken for my blog um and we did like a shoot day in Georgetown and it was super fun and super cute so I definitely want to go back more often but it's very cute and it's very quaint and then lastly we have to plug university district because that's just I mean the amount of time I spend at University Village, the like outdoor shopping center is like unreal. And it's also just a cute area. There's a lot of restaurants. Obviously it's next to UW. So you get a lot of college students, but there are some super fun stores there and super fun restaurants as well. So can I mention just like a few random ones? Yeah. Quickly. Um, Um, Pioneer Square is not a place you want to spend a lot of time in. No. I've had some pretty traumatic experiences in Pioneer Square. They have really good food, but, like, I just, yeah, like, don't, that's not somewhere you don't really want to live. Same with Central District. Um, also, downtown, like, me and Lynn talk about downtown. We mean, like, city Seattle, but, like, downtown, like, no one actually lives in downtown Seattle like our we work headquarters was in downtown Seattle and like that's just where people work like they don't live there it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. very grimy. also there's not that many restaurants in downtown Seattle like actual oh, downtown yeah. like I was trying to go to dinner um on Tuesday with a friend and we were trying to figure out where to go to dinner downtown because we were at Nordstrom uh, there's nowhere there's like the cheesecake factory there's that um like grill bar place that's like right by that Sephora and Zara like across the street. That's like mm, literally the only yeah. place that I've been to. Yeah. When I ate downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> Bell honorable mention for Belltown simply because that's where I worked and I have a yes. soft spot for it. Very hipster. Uh-huh. Also very close to downtown and not a place you particularly want to live. I also no. didn't particularly enjoy the nightlife there, but some people really love it. Uh-huh. Um, be- really close to the water, though. And it's also really, it connects really close to um, Pike's Place, mm-hmm. um, which is a really fun area and worth going to. And then um, South Lake Union, that's literally where yes. all of the Amazonians live and work. And it's bougie and beautiful, but like it's expensive as shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lower I feel like if if you're trying to live in downtown Seattle and you still want like that fun experience, I feel like South Lake Union is where you go because it's like right on the outskirts. Yeah, but it's not like actually it's downtown. really bougie, though. Like yeah. it's expensive living. It's like city life for bougie people like cap hills like you actually <laughs> want to experience like some fun culture and and then i would say like uh south lake union is very yeah same with lower yeah. queen anne in my opinion a lot of people have mixed opinions about lower queen anne but i feel like it's a weird mix of like bougie residential and bougie mm-hmm. apartments that's fun and also like a it's in it i don't know 
I I got a a mixed opinion on Lower Queen. Some people love it. Some people think it's boring. I don't know. I just like never really like felt compelled or still feel compelled to go spend time there. I feel very indifferent towards There's, it. There's like not a lot happening. Yeah. Sure. Like it's it's literally just like apartments and houses. Yeah. I mean, there's some bars, but like, I, I'm never like, let's go out and Queen Anne. I, there was a bunch of people that worked at that company that worked in my building that lived in lower Queen Anne and we're always talking about it. And I was like, really? that's like expensive to live. Yeah. I would say it's like a boring version of South Lake Union from my, <laughs> from my yeah. experience, yeah. but it's nice. Like it's a nice area. So anywho, let's talk about our favorite places so you can get very nostalgic mm. <laughs> and in your feels. <laughs> Is if you already weren't in your field. <laughs> I know. Literally. I um, love Gasworks Park. Uh, one of Shosha's favorite places. It is my all-time favorite place in Seattle. And I know it's like the very like typical place to go for a picnic with like your girls or like on a date or whatever. I've done both. Both are fun. It's just beautiful and perfect. And mm-hmm. it's so big. It's so gorgeous. It's so like literally it doesn't like the view there I don't know I just think like it, like oh if I could transport gas works to California or to New York I would I mean I knew it works <laughs> in New York but like yeah I just don't think literally I've ever been to a park in like it's just literally the best place and my happiest place and I think I spent it felt like I spent literally every other weekend there I mm-hmm. love gas works and would have given anything to like live across the street from that place like if i maybe that's like where i'll retire but i don't know <laughs> just like it's so good i love it it Sorry. is you get like the most beautiful view of the city like the skyline you can see the space needle and there's nothing like going for a sunset picnic at gas works it's just literally amazing sitting on the hill best yeah. feeling ever yeah um Another place Shosh and I spent a lot of time together was the Ballard Farmer's Market. It's every Sunday and it's year round. So rain or shine ever. Yeah. Rain or shine, but it's just so fun. It's one of like the biggest farmer's markets, I think in like the whole Seattle area. I believe it. It's, it's, it's pretty long. Yeah. Like compact for sure. Yeah. Wonderful. I heard about the Ballard's Farmer's Market from people who had lived in Seattle, who never even lived in Ballard. So yeah. that was like one of like the best things about getting to live in Ballard was like, I was always walking distance to uh-huh. that downtown area, which has like the best restaurants and like coffee shops and fun, cute shops and whatever. And then also the farmer's market is just so good. Like yeah. you, you can just like it. make it your Sunday ritual and there's just nothing better. Also, wait, okay. This is such a random thing that I forgot about, but okay. This is going to sound really stupid, but I noticed it like very aggressively when I was there. The apples in Seattle (laughs) are so good and so cheap. I'm telling you the apples you can get that are like equivalent like experience in California are probably like $2.25 per apple. In Seattle, they're probably like 89 cents or less. Like like really high quality apples and you know that sounds so stupid but like that was one of the best things was like the best apples for a cheap price and like I guess you, the seafood too is amazing there. Uh-huh. I I just love that the apples are something that stood out to you so much it, it did I was I mean, like the, holy shit yeah I mean the apples are amazing so I completely agree I just <laughs> I don't think I've ever been so enthralled by apples but <laughs> <laughs> you know whatever whatever works um another beautiful place is green lake it's a lake (laughs) Um, in a neighborhood in a neighborhood um i feel like i've never actually been in the lake i feel like it's not really a lake that people go in i mean people actually do and i take that back they boat on it like they couldn't like they're a little like boats and like paddle yeah. boarding but i don't know that all people like swim oh wait you're right like on that like other a lot side of, of the lake swim. there's yeah. that there's that deck yeah. of people like actually you're right i don't know i've just never been one of those people who goes in the lake but i love green lake itself it's so beautiful it's a great place it's to lay best. out um again if you need to go like have a picnic, you should go there. It's also massive. Like yeah. the, the lake itself, what, how many miles? Is it like three, four miles like round like the whole oh, circumference? Oh, I'm going to look it up. It's very walkable. It's stunning. It's beautiful. The trail that you walk around the lake is really big. So like 
it never feels like too clustered or crowded. Mm-hmm. There's so much hill space that like you can like sit anywhere and have a beautiful view of the lake and the water. There's mm-hmm. beautiful restaurants in that area, bar, like absolutely like Green Lake is also one of those neighborhoods I've loved and like I feel like we were at Green Lake. Mm-hmm. Definitely we were at Green Lake definitely more often than gas works, but I mean I swear we were literally at Green Lake every mm-hmm. weekend we could be there. It's yeah the yeah. best. I feel like we spent more time at Green Lake because they do have the path that you can walk around and when yeah. it was COVID and that was like the only thing we could do outside. It was just such a go-to. Yeah. Um but even aside from that, if you just I- need a nice beautiful walk. Yeah, I have a very distinct memory of you and I and Sam walking on that um, on that trail, like mm-hmm. at the very beginning of COVID and kind yeah. of being like, it feels so, I remember one time you and I were walking in there, I started to cry because I was mm-hmm. so overwhelmed by the state of the world. Yeah. And then I swear the next week you, we did another walk and you were crying. And I was crying. <laughs> reason. And it was <sighs> the very, it was like right after we had gotten back from LA and it was yeah. such- I have like such a vivid memory and like Sam being like, it was like right before Mm -hmm. like she left that place. And like, it, yeah, it was just a really chaotic, weird time. And like, everybody was just like out walking because like, what else are you going to do when the world's in utter chaos? You go to Green Lake and you walk that 2.8 miles. (laughs) It's wonderful. I love it. I miss it so much. I would go there by myself when I, when I had left WeWork and I was, had a few weeks to myself. I literally just would spend like four hours a day reading at Green Lake by myself. I blissful. Oh, the dream, the dream. Can you think of any other places? Just in general, I feel like there are just so many good, fun restaurants. Like there are so, like so many good places to go and just hang out and relax, have a good time. Great ambiance. Some of our favorite bars, Kiwi, that is, that place holds a special place in all of our hearts. Sam and Alyssa, if you're listening, I'm going to cry. So like just thinking about Kiwi and Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like every neighborhood we mentioned just has, like, really, really good places. No matter where you live in Seattle, you will have great bars. Well, like, 90% of the neighborhoods in Seattle, you will have great bars, great restaurants, great coffee shops, decent parks around you Mm -hmm. to be. I will say, like, I was never bored in Seattle. Like, yeah, the you and I and, and Sam and Alyssa and even Loki, like, we're definitely in, like, a routine of kind of doing the same things, but, like... If you were an adventurous person who like wanted to spice up your weekend every weekend, there's an endless amount of things you can do, restaurants you can eat at, places you can go. You're because Seattle's so small, getting out of the city is so easy. And all of like the islands surrounding you and the different mm-hmm. like parks and like forests and like like camping spots and everything are they're so easily accessible. Like the I mean, best thing about Seattle as a whole is that there's literally something for everyone. I think anyone could move there and enjoy it. Um, if you're like not obsessed with having sun 24 seven. Um, and it's just like, I will say like Seattle's just like beautiful parks, great beer drinks anywhere, great bars, great coffee, great food. Like mm-hmm. what more could you ask for? You literally can't. Nothing. Like, everything <laughs> you need. The people are like, I don't know, like just like normal for the most There's part. Nor- like, yeah. It's not yeah. like a New York vibe where like people are like just a very specific breed of human. Seattleites mm-hmm. or people who like live in Seattle are just like less intense and less aggressive mm-hmm. than maybe like mm-hmm. other parts of the world are, or like yeah. the country are. But I mean, I'm super biased, but like I had literally never been to Seattle, moved there completely on my own, lived in my mm-hmm. first apartment by my own. And I loved every bit of being in Seattle. Seattle is just an amazing place. I think really the main thing is that even though there's like all these stereotypes, I just firmly believe that there's like a place and like a spot and like a vibe for everyone in Seattle. Like it just matters that much. And if you seek out the places that, you know, you feel like you fit in and you enjoy going to, like, you're going to have a good time. Like, there's no way you're not going to have a good time because all of these amazing places exist. I mean, like, Lynn and I are not, like, adventure seekers or, like, like very um, mm-hmm. outdoorsy people, per se. Yes, and, I like, would not consider myself an outdoorsy person. appreciation <laughs> for nature and beauty around us, but, like, we're not, like, uh-huh. actively going to go on weekend hikes. Um, and we love Seattle. And then you have the opposite. Um, 
people who like want to do all the outdoorsy things, you have the ex- ex- access to like the best outdoorsy things in Seattle. So mm-hmm. you're, there's literally a place for everyone. Also, just like Seattle in general, being that it is very liberal is a very accepting place for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, in my experience, I mean, yeah. I'm a white woman, so I guess I shouldn't say for yeah. everyone, but from my experience and from what I witnessed, it, it seems like a very, very accepting place in a very progressive area. Also, the yeah. islands, like we went to, I forget the island, what's it called? Lopez Island. Lopez uh, Island. San Juan, the San Juans. Where else are you going to get that? You mm-hmm. Nowhere else. You can't. That's not a thing anywhere <laughs> else. Like, yeah. It's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. I miss it like crazy. I was literally looking at flights um over the weekend and I was like, how can I make this trip cheaper or like make the best out of it? And a bunch of the flights had layovers in SeaTac. <laughs> and so I was like, oh my God, like sh- I could fly there, like stay with you for a weekend and then fly mm-hmm. out of SeaTac and go to New York. And I really came close to texting you being like, can I come? Because I know Alyssa's coming at the uh-huh. end of the month. Um, but with my PTO and the way that like all of this is playing out, it was just like too much unknown. And I'm so upset because now I know whenever I come to Seattle, it's going to be so fucking expensive instead of just going like straight up. Like I have to go country (laughs) to get to you, but it'll be worth it. And it's going to be fine, but it will be worth it. You're going to come back soon and me and Seattle will welcome you with open arms. Can't wait. I hope you come to New York first though. Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna come to New York first. Like, There's like so much for us to do in New York. Like Lukey has a bunch of friends there. You're really? there. Carson's there. Um, so like Sam I gotta- Melissa, if you're listening, start <laughs> budgeting, please. You can stay with We're me. going. <laughs> all three of you somehow will fit all four of us in a two-bedroom apartment with my friend Laurel. It'll be great. I love it. It's gonna be amazing. Um, yeah. but yes, I will definitely be coming to you first. So stay tuned for that. Yay! Okay, well, you heard us rant about Seattle and how much we love it for an hour straight. Um, so if it ha- if we haven't convinced you by now to mm-hmm. a trip to Seattle at any point in the year, can even be winter and you'd love it, but fall, summer, no, I would say like yeah, no, summer and fall is like the ideal time. Um, I don't, I don't know what you've been doing this whole podcast, but you you should have already been looking at flights. You should have been taking notes. Yeah, taking um, notes and looking at flights <laughs> and starting to budget because you need to go. Yes, um, yes. Yep, that's all from us. That's all from us. As always, you guys can find us on Instagram at basicallyanxiouspod. Make sure you follow us there so you never miss an episode. We upload every Monday. Until next week, have a good one, everyone. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.